my best friends. I'm Tabby. And I'm Caitlin. And today we are going to be discussing some common kinks, tropes, and abbreviations in the world of reading. And um, a lot of you may have been on like book talk or have just started, you know, really getting into some novels, have seen some stuff that you're not quite sure what it is. So we're going to explain it to you. Yeah. And this will also be helpful if you're like going through reviews of books on Goodreads. Cause I know for me, some of these abbreviations, when I didn't know them, like I just had to start Googling. I was like, what are you guys, what language is this? Mm-hmm. And so some this will be like, helpful. Yeah. I didn't even know what they were until I started reading like reverse harem and like stuff like that, like darker novels. Yeah. Like the kinks, like you don't really see that a lot. And like, <laughs> they're a little niche. A lot of them. Yeah. Um, like- <laughs> I didn't know what some of the some of them were. I did know what they were, but like not really. Um, so starting off with kinks, it's always a fun one. So a lot of these, like I said, I've seen them more in like reverse harem novels where there's like one female, like multiple male partners, and typically each one's going to have like their own like thing that they're into. Um, so some of the more common ones I've seen, one of them is the knife kink. So That one is probably what freaks me out the most, if I'm being (laughs) honest. (laughs) So basically, it's like finding arousal or being aroused from like cutting or carving into skin like during sex. And typically like names or like certain like mementos are like carved into the skin. Um, It's like Mm -hmm. a very dominating move. If you ask me, it's a little dark and twisted but some people are really into pain so yeah and like personally not for me but if you have a partner who you trust yeah (laughs) not cause permanent harm (laughs) that's the thing about all these kinks is if you are wanting to try any of these make sure it's with someone you know and trust don't do this. Yes, please. These are not for tinder hookups (laughs) unless you guys have strict like you guys are strictly like communicative about that beforehand like don't just try this with people there but still even if you have talked about it beforehand if you don't know the person I'm just gonna go ahead and say as your um as your big sister very godmother don't do that (laughs) (laughs) so the next kink that we're going to talk about is the blood kink which a lot of times um kind of goes hand in hand with the knife kink like you know obviously you're gonna bleed if you're being cut um but yeah that is like the use of blood or consumption of blood during Mm -hmm. sex so for all of you uh Vampire lovers. This one's for you. (laughs) The first time I ever read a book, it was um, the Four Horsemen series by Sarah Bailey, which is very good. It's a very good series. I was shooketh to my core. (laughs) I was like, my God, they're like, oh yeah, he's got a thing for blood. And I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Excuse me. Pardon? We're going to just glaze past that really quick. Yeah, that's another one. It's like, oh, okay, good for you, though. I'm never going to. That one is interesting for sure. Um, But also like that's also that's got its own risks involved. Like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't drink people's blood. That's not good for you. Um, the next one, super interesting. It's called Primal Play. Um, so I've actually seen this quite a bit in books recently. Um, again, Four Horsemen series by uh, Sarah Bailey. Um. So this is basically when like raw feelings are evoked by like your natural impulses. So like really bringing it back to like your animalistic qualities and uh, which is kind of creepy, but um, Neanderthal sex, not even it's more like <laughs> hunter prey type scenario. So like, 
usually there's like a hunter and then the other partner is the prey. And so like all the ones that I've seen, it's like, they'll go out to the woods and like, one mm. will like run and the other one will chase and then it gets so we're their talking, blood pumping and like <laughs> we're talking haunting adeline here yeah kind of yeah for those of you guys who haven't yeah. read that it's a duology it's got quite a few of these kinks mm-hmm. involved actually yeah it reminded um, me a lot of my boy's aid yeah and uh just be forewarned on that one go ahead and look up trigger warnings yeah before before reading that but it is, um, I, I enjoyed the series, but yeah, it could definitely yeah. trigger some people. Yeah, for sure. A lot of, like, a lot with these kinks, like, definitely, if you find a book that, like, focuses heavy on this type of stuff, like, if you're triggered by any of that, make sure you get that ahead of time. Um, <laughs> Reach out to your therapist. Let yeah. them know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so Primal Play, um, bringing it back to the animal days. Super nice. cool. <laughs> Love that for them. Um, so the next kink is a degradation kink. So that is arousal through humil- humiliation during sex. So like being called names, um, like a slut or a whore being degraded. But like um, you're into it. Yeah, but you're into it. That That's like what, what gets you going. Mm-hmm. On the uh, flip side of that, we have the praise kink, which is where you are aroused through praise through so through positive affirmations during sex um so phrases like good girl is a is a pretty common one that's my personal favorite out of all of them but yeah same if you are into that um check out our boy Aiden from window shopping or priest yeah or priest that's what I said yeah oh yeah oh goodness how could I forget Mm-hmm. It's a good yeah. one. Um, so the next kink is kind of a, a little pairing of kinks. So it's the dom sub um, dynamic. So there would be the dominant partner who gets pleasure from having control over their submissive partner. And then the submissive partner would then get pleasure from scenarios where they are overpowered or punished. So that would be things like um, kind of like bondage, like similar to Thanking. that, spanking, yeah. choking. Um, and then the dominant partner uh, takes control of the situation, controls like when their partner like finishes, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Next one is voyeurism. So voyeurism is probably my favorite one to like read about it. Like it's just interesting every time to me. So voyeurism is basically like finding a, or getting aroused from like viewing sexual acts like while they're happening. So like people who like to watch basically Just whether that in a corner yeah whether that be like you're watching like your partner with someone else so it's basically just like watching others have sex the next kink uh, that we have written is foot fetish um so jail jail for you jail right to jail um, if i'm ever going to shame somebody it's for this <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like and it is wrong it is incorrect um feet are disgusting i'm sorry I'm sorry. It sorry, does not, not matter sorry. if you're wearing socks. It does not matter. Yeah, if don't touch gross, me. Do not oh, put my boy Hunt. I'm coming mm. for you, Hunt. Sit the mm-hmm. fuck down, Hunt Athalar. Mm. Yeah, I read a book the other day and like this dude was just like, yeah, I'm putting my your toes in my mouth. I'm like, I actually can't finish this book now. I'm going to kick you in like, the nose. I can't finish this book because that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to whoever's into that, but... <laughs> you're wrong for that one hopefully you know we still love you um we just can't support you 
in this particular instance. I'm <laughs> Just sorry. kidding. You love what you love. Um, the last <laughs> one that you'll see quite a bit is bondage. Um, so bondage, I think, is a pretty common kink that you'll see. So it's it's getting tied up. So like either you like tying others up or you like being tied up. Um, a pretty common form of bondage. It's called shibari. It's um, a traditional Japanese practice of bondage. Um, but whereas some people practice bondage I think to like feel restrained shibari is all about like making sure your partner feels like safe and like confined almost like it's supposed to be like a calming thing so like the ropes are supposed to like make them feel safe like Um, a weighted blanket (laughs) yeah almost and so again there's like a lot of trust that has to go into bondage obviously there's some people who will do it with like chains and stuff that's not shibari that's very different um that's That's more of the dom (laughs) that's more of a dom thing so if you're into bondage, just make sure you do your research on how to tie your knots properly and make sure your, com- your partner's comfortable because that can get dangerous. Yeah, definitely. And with all of those, obviously, if you are interested in um, pursuing them in your personal life, like be sure to do your research, yeah. um, communicate, establish you a safe word. You can get seriously <laughs> injured in this, yeah. Yeah, some of these are are um, potentially risky to your health. So we care about you. We want we you to be care safe. Care about you and your partners. Yes, absolutely. So the next thing we're going to talk about are tropes, and we have discussed a few tropes on the show so far. So um, you'll hear some ones that we've already kind of talked about, especially this one, um, because it was in the first series we covered, uh, the Akatar series. So the first trope is the one bed trope. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorites. So that is when the characters are forced to share one bed, typically resulting in them having sex or like deciding like, hey, I'm into this person because of the like forced proximity. Um, It is such a fun like thing because a lot of times they are, um, you know, salty about it. Yeah, like enemies at first. And we'll talk more about enemies to lovers, but I love that one. Um, the next one, well, we've talked about a bit, it's the miscommunication trope, um, probably one of the most frustrating tropes out there. So basically the miscommunication trope is where there's like an underlying issue that remains unresolved throughout like the, the whole of the book up until typically the last like three quarters where they get their shit together and the problem is solved. Um, it just, it can be a headache. Sometimes they do it early on and it's fine more often than not though, especially if you're reading like a rom-com you're going to have like your friends or enemies to lovers type vibe. There's going to be the miscommunication throughout the entire thing. It's going to inevitably fall apart. And then the last 10 pages, they're going to get back together. <laughs> Looking at you from Lukov with love. From Lukov with love. You can suck my dick. That one wasted my time. Waste my time. Maria- Mariana Zap- Zapata, you're probably a lovely lady, but what the fuck was that? Yeah, that was upsetting. <laughs> God. Um, the next trope is another that we aren't a huge fan of personally, but the no. pregnancy trope. Typically, it's a surprise pregnancy that um, a lot of times the characters have not yet been in a like committed relationship, but then they accidentally get pregnant and like, oh, all of a sudden, hey, um, yeah, this is going to work forever. I love you so much. And it's like, that's, baby. Uh, that's not how real life should work no. or does work. So I yeah, just yeah. hate that. I find it frustrating because like while babies are little miracles for all of <laughs> you out there, um, 
like you should not base your relationship off of a child (laughs) and like I'm gonna level with you everyone who I've ever seen do that how's it working out out for you (laughs) you know who you are yeah not my favorite okay this one is probably one of my favorite tropes it's the grumpy sunshine trope So basically the main, like one of the main characters, either one is going to be like just perpetually angry at the world and themselves and everyone around them. And then the flip side character is going to be just like eternal sunshine and they balance each other out. And I love it so much because yeah, it's just so cute every single time. My favorite example is probably the fine print. It's just a cute little grumpy sunshine vibe. And um, it's fun to see like how they all work alongside each other. And we're going to read one here soon with the love hypothesis. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to read that. And then another example of grumpy sunshine is window shopping, which we just covered last episode. So the next trope is enemies to lovers. Another personal fave of mine. I absolutely live for it. It makes everything Mm -hmm. so much more passionate. So this is when two people, like, obviously are not necessarily, like, mortal enemies, literally, but they they don't get along. Um, They don't see eye to eye on things, and they're like, ugh, like, I I can't stand him. I can't stand her, that kind of thing. Um, But then they end up falling in love. Like, how did I ever live without you? And it's like, yeah, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I'm happy we got there. (laughs) Love it every time. Um. Next one similar is friends to lovers. I don't necessarily love friends to lovers books as much because sometimes I feel like shadow and bone. Yeah. Looking at you, shadow and bone. Sometimes I feel like it's a little desperate. almost. <laughs> like you didn't work for it. <laughs> like you already knew each other. Where's the fun in that? Um, friends Listen, to lovers. It's fine, but it, it yeah, it's just not my fave. Yeah. It's, it's like not like, as passionate. I feel yeah, it's just like you already knew everything about each other. Like, where's the fun in that? The only yeah. one I will say that I did enjoy a Friends to Lovers book. There's two. The first one is from the Gilroy Clan series. It's the very first book. Um, that one was pretty good. Friends to Lovers vibes. That it was immaculate. Um, the second one is from the Kingmaker series. It's the first one. It's called The Air. Um, friends to lover vibes again but they did it with a twist and I appreciated it yeah so if you want some good examples those are both fantastic I cannot think of a book that I've read that has been friends to lovers that I enjoyed but I can think of a movie and it's 13 going on 30 um Jenna and Maddie for life um the next trope is the boss employee trope so that another is another favorite <laughs> another fave it's exactly what it sounds like again the fine print is a good example of this um basically and the one second one terms people. terms and conditions oh yeah um yeah i need to read that one but um a boss and an employee end up falling in love uh yeah and usually that's the conflict of the book is the fact that you know they're not supposed that to. power dynamic yeah but i'm i'm a little hoe for it so yeah. I'll keep reading <laughs> Same. um the next one is forced proximity so forced proximity is kind of a loose term there um that can come in a lot of different forms whether that be like in you know fantasy novels we have people who are like forced to travel together or like bodyguards or like the one bed trope like I don't know there's just a lot of examples of like what forced proximity could be basically though it's when a character is forced to spend time with another character and they do end up developing feelings for each other. 
I will say Tabby and I have cooked up this little recipe for a story <laughs> that we are writing. We're that authors is, now. We, yeah, we're, <laughs> please don't um, look it up. <laughs> it, nothing has been published, but we there is something in the works and it does involve forced proximity. The next trope is the second chance trope. So that is exactly what it sounds like. Basically, like they have been giving it a try at some point. Um, Something goes wrong. A betrayal occurs and, you know, it really uproots the relationship. But then um, whoever, you know, caused the betrayal makes some grand romantic gesture. It's like, take me back, baby. Or it's like you'll get like a flashback to like. 20 years ago and it's like I found the love of my life and we loved each other and blah 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 and then something oh. happens and it's like flash forward 20 years and it's like I see him in the supermarket and blah 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 that's what second chance is and it's stupid yeah like you had 20 years to move on that's actually worse I it's was worse. just assuming <laughs> I was assuming that it meant like no I'm in a relationship dumb shit where <laughs> like so much time has elapsed and they're still just pining for See, this guys person. I'm learning I'm learning right now yeah and um, the next second one stroke. yeah it's disgusting it's not it's fine sometimes it's fine <laughs> um the next one is uh, the fake relationship trope so whether that be fake boyfriend fake girlfriend fake dating fake marriage um sometimes it can get a little messy and I like that I like the drama of it um what a good a good example of that would be this book it's called not so meat cute it's by Megan Quinn I'm pretty sure not my favorite book but it was it's a good example of the the fake relationship basically they get like fake engaged and have to like create this ruse or if you've ever seen the proposal the proposal is a good example of that movie um fake relationship basically there's an ends to a means and they have to get married for the what whatever and they end up falling in love with each other and staying together anyway speaking of not so meet cute i did dnf that book after yeah, like two it's pages not good. and we'll talk about what dnf means in just a minute <laughs> no offense megan quinn but it was no just offense. okay um, maybe it's not megan quinn she wrote The Roommate. I could be wrong. Don't listen to me. I think it was Megan Quinn. But again, like there are Megan Quinn books that I've read that I enjoyed. So it's not, we're not coming for her. It's just that particular. Um, for me, I couldn't get over the love interest's name. The names have just, <laughs> oh God. I think like, it was like Huxley. Yeah. H- quick, Huxton. Quick <laughs> sidebar. Um, if you ever write a book, choose a fucking normal name please like <laughs> unless you're I, doing fantasy or like yeah, science even then, like don't be silly with it um I, I feel like i love me some silly names from sarah day <sighs> i do too they're not silly though no listen to this shit so i'm trying to read this book it's called the pawn and the puppet and i opened it up and it was like sky lena is 20 years old my like, immediately no <laughs> sky lena who I'm sorry. Like, is that a disease? Yeah. Who wrote that? That sounds like a, like heart, like a heartburn medication that you take, like Kylina or like, (laughs) (laughs) sounds like an IUD. (laughs) Um, so the found family trope is basically where like one character is taken in by like a group. So like Akatar is a good example of the found family trope with like the inner circle. Um, if you've ever read the Addicted Calloway Sisters series, the core eight or the core six, sorry, um, that is a found family. Um, basically any ragtag group that you have that comes together and has each other's backs, that's a found family. I love that trope and I didn't even know it. Yeah. 
didn't even know what it was called. Um, so the next trope is the bully romance trope. And <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but I am assuming that one is just that the love interest is an absolute asshole. Yeah, is or it could be like a group of people. Um, it's like a good example of like a bully romance would be like Zodiac Academy. Um, basically, like there's two girls and then there's like this group of four dudes and they're called the heirs and they like make these girls lives like living hell but then they all end up like falling in love with each other so that's a bully <laughs> romance they that do bully them. they do bully them and it's not <laughs> healthy but i read every single one of them <laughs> that does not sound healthy speaking of not healthy stalker mm-hmm. romance um stalker romance is exactly what it sounds like freak it me is- out <laughs> but i love them <laughs> I love, okay, so again, Haunting Adeline and Hunting Adeline, the cat and mouse duology. Um, This is a stalker romance. The love interest stalks her and she falls in love with him. Like it is, it's messed up, but somehow you're rooting for them. (laughs) Yeah. Some of the abbreviations that go with stalker romances, because like, I don't know, it's pretty dark. Usually stalker romances are pretty freaking dark. (laughs) Oh yeah. There are a lot of kinks involved in stalker romances. Um, Typically some of the more uh, niche (laughs) kinks for sure. Yeah. Um, But that kind of brings us to some abbreviations that you're going to see in the, in the book world. Um, A lot of these you do see on Goodreads and on Book Talk. And so I had to look a ton of these up the first time I ever saw them. So I thought I'd just give them to you guys too. Um, so the first one is H-E-A that stands for happily ever after. So a lot of the time you'll see people ask, is this an H-E-A? Is it a happily ever after? And that's what I look for as well because I'm not trying to get my heart broken. Yeah. Um, the next abbreviation is Dubcon. That's D-U-B-C-O-N. It stands for dubious consent. So it's like um, a person can sense, but they've been really hesitant leading up to that point. They're kind of like, convinced. they weren't into it at first, but like partway through they <laughs> were into it. So yeah, that's like the, the caveat there is why it's okay. Cause yeah, it's like, eventually they can, it's not like, it's not okay thing to do, <laughs> but, um, it's this okay really to, right. uh, to write about it because they're not real people. So <laughs> looking at you haunting Adeline. Exactly. That that's one applies to a lot. Um, the next one is non-con. So that's non-consensual. So that is when throughout the entire process of intimacy, they are not consenting to it, which is also known as rape um, or sexual assault. So AKA bad. Don't do that. Make sure um, it's yeah. consensual folks. cannot stress that enough. (laughs) The next abbreviation is RH, which stands for reverse harem. So that is what we were talking about earlier, where there is one female love interest typically that has multiple male love interests. Usually like four. Usually she's got, she's got a lot of guys on the line. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like eventually you start running out of square footage there. Um, (laughs) And then the next one is um, OTP. So that's one true pairing, um, also known as like soulmate. So one true pairing is like who they're supposed to like end up with. Um, yeah. So you'll see like people ask like, what's their OTP? And like, oh, it's this person. Yeah. Like for me, Faisand is OTP. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next abbreviation is MC. It stands for main character that I feel like requires nothing further. <laughs> 
It's just, it was pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> um, next one is TBR. So that is your to be read list. Um, so a lot of people will say like, yeah, I have 80 books on my TBR and I've reread the same three books over and over again. <laughs> me. It's me. <laughs> I it said me. that. <laughs> I'm the mentally ill one. <laughs> Um, the next abbreviation is DNF, which stands for did not finish. So like if you are part with your book and you're like, man, I'm really struggling for me, DNF doesn't necessarily mean that I stopped doing it all together. It could mean that I just like power skim through the rest because I'm so sick of it shit, but I like have to finish. It's a compulsion for me. Um, if I've gotten more than halfway through a book, I do have to I at have least to skim it. through it. Yeah. I was trying to read storm and siege is that the third shadow and bone book oh yeah i finished it but barely yeah i had i was reading that for like three months guys because i could not do it um but i didn't dnf and i'm proud um but i'm gonna bundle these next two together it's ya and na so ya is young adult na is new adult so young adult typically will not feature like any like heavy romance um it's like maybe some some tension from holding hands or kissing perhaps um (laughs) new adult definitely does have some obviously more adult background to it so some some sex some language some drugs violence perhaps um really there's that's like the only dividing line between the two like a a new adult novel could be young adult as long as there's like not sex in it (laughs) It's like PG-13 versus R. Yeah. (laughs) There's like a very fine line between the two. (laughs) Um, Akatar was technically young adult. Which one? Akatar is technically young adult. It was. It recently just became new adult. And it's like, well, no, that's not true. Yeah, because it's spicy. Um, The very last abbreviation that we're going to cover today is PNR or paranormal romance, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's um, we're all familiar with Twilight, you know, being in love with a vampire, werewolf, witches, other, yeah, other creatures that are paranormal. Aries. Yeah. Yeah. Even that too. Um, So yeah, that is obviously not an all comprehensive list, but I feel like it's a pretty good start for you guys if you aren't familiar with some of these things. So let us know if there's any more that you aren't sure of. I mean, you can always just try Googling it. I'm sure somebody (laughs) wrote it on Google somewhere. Yeah, all these are Googleable. Yeah, so For our next full-length episode, we are going to be covering The Silent Patients by Alex Michaelides. Michaelides. There we go. I looked it up. (laughs) Um, It's a very Greek name. Um, So stay tuned for that. Follow us as we read that. And as always, let's get lit. 